I'm recording. You are. So am I. We are back. We're we back. are back in action. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Welcome to Winging It, the West Wing podcast. My name is Andrea. And I'm Sally. And we are back in the swing of things, back in the saddle in yeah. uh, season five. And coming down off of our post ATX. <sighs> Man. We were on cloud nine, and now we're, you know, <laughs> back on cloud at least, you know, 2.4. Oh, I don't know. I'm still pretty high up there from... Still pretty high up there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm trying to come back down, but it's hard to come back down from this yeah. cloud. So we are uh, getting back to season five. We are discussing episode seven today, which is separation of powers. Yeah. Yep. It's happening. Um, how did you feel about this episode, Sally? I uh, I have a lot of thoughts about it. I think overall I enjoyed it. That sounds hesitant to me. It feels <laughs> it sounds like you've got you've got some feelings. Yeah, I do. I have lots of feelings that we'll get into. Um, okay. Should but I mean should we sing? We should sing. Oh, I, we should absolutely sing. Are you <laughs> all right? Now, question. Do you think we'll be able to get Aaron Sorkin to sing that? Oh, no. I'm just kidding, guys. There's no way on earth I'm going to ask him to do that. <laughs> Not a chance in the world. No, Rest assured, I would Aaron. never. Yeah. Also, I would like to take a moment to say that our listeners, you guys, you people listening to this, are amazing. And we, Sally and I were both sponsored to be in... Aaron Sorkin's masterclass for screenwriting, and we yeah. are insanely humbled and excited. So yes, we're I yeah I can't even put into words. That was just it's, <laughs> it's super generous and yeah completely wow. blown away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very very excited. I don't know if you guys saw that, but Aaron is going to be doing a masterclass on screenwriting through the company Masterclass, which they're not sponsors of this podcast yet, but they should be. And <laughs> they should be. um uh. In the video advertising it, he talks about how he's never seen seasons five through seven of The West Wing, and he's going to have his students there. I think he said, like, start on episode 501, yeah, and my jaw and just dropped. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. We'll, uh, Even if we'll you're not you interested in the class, you should watch the little video for it, the yeah. promo video for it. because You'll probably sign great. up. Let's be real. Yeah. So, Okay. Pivoting now to let's do a quick TikTok so we can recap what happened in yeah. Separation of Powers. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> Josh is still sort of on the outs, I guess, with having yes. with dealing with Congress, which, you know, is a lot of his job and well, just doing anything policy related. He he's also is under the weather and He's just sort of riding the bench right now. So we've got that yeah. going on. At the same time that there are budget negotiations going on, Angela Blake is has yep. stepped in to do those, and Josh is on the sidelines. So that's a big deal, uh, navigating that. And also the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, uh, Ashland, is has collapsed and is in the hospital, and there's debate about – and we've been hearing about this throughout – I mean – a good bit of like last season it would they would mention it but he is sort of reached 
a tipping point, I guess, and they're trying to decide, or they're trying to get him to resign, or, and they're just sort of debating that um, throughout this episode. And is that, is that it? What am I, there? Well, pretty much Zoe, Zoe. does an, un, Zoe yeah. does an uneventful interview about her abduction and Jean-Paul, yeah. who, yeah. <laughs> I loved, if you didn't listen to our interview with Dulé, you absolutely need to go back and hear it. <laughs> So delightful the way he talks about Jean Paul. Yeah. Um, I will so, but say are, that's not a lot. I didn't realize how yeah. few storylines there were. I mean, there's, there's still really not a lot snowballed off of that, but only three little storylines. Yeah, not a not a super busy day, but no. very big things happening. Um, this uh, is regrettably our last episode with Matthew Perry. Yeah, womp, womp. he was fantastic so, in this episode. He really was. Didn't you yep. say he was nominated for an Emmy? Yeah. Like for they have they have to guest actor, I think, for yeah. For yes. this episode. Way to go, Matthew Perry, Joe, <laughs> Quincy, Fox. Don't know your name. Yeah. So this is our last episode with uh Joe mm-hmm. Quincy is it Quincy or Fox? No, I'm getting okay, it's Quincy. Joe Quincy. Okay. <laughs> Joe Fox. Uh, Joe That's Quincy. from you got mail. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Um, Joe so Quincy. it's our last episode with him. <laughs> and interestingly enough, uh, Justice Roy Ashland is played by Milo O'Shea. Yeah. And um, he's an Irish actor, obviously, who uh, died in, in 2013 at age 86. And this is his last credit on IMDb. Oh, I didn't know and that. Isn't that so well, sad? Yeah, that uh, is pretty sad. He was He's fantastic. Yeah. He, he was really episode. great. Yeah, yeah. So, I just and Matthew Perry was great. They were great together. I thought I, I enjoyed all of their scenes. So, uh, should we get political <sighs> and just comment on the fact that we currently have a Supreme Court nominee still waiting for confirmation? I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, we don't even have to get political, but it just—I know we talk about this on Twitter all the time, but the West Wing is just always relevant. I mean, it just—it doesn't. I feel like we're amazed every time that happens, but, like, we shouldn't be because it just is always relevant and it probably the, always will be. Or the fact that they're talking about racial profiling at, yep. at the airports. Yeah. Uh, gosh, yeah. It, that's, yeah. It's one of those times when you wish that the West Wing really wasn't so timeless <laughs> and relevant. Yeah. One of the few times. One yeah. of those few times. But don't worry. There are plenty of references uh, that – that will bring back the nostalgia for you of this season. So where where would you like to begin? Um, well, on on a on a large scale, like just talking about the whole episode, Broad I strokes. thought I thought that like all of the storylines are really good. Like the idea of the Chief Justice who we've been talking about for a while, the seed was planted a while ago, the idea of him being He's not dead. It's a lifetime appointment. I like the debate of that. I like the idea of that storyline. I like the storyline with Josh sort of being on the sidelines and the budget negotiations are going on and I like where that leads us. So on like a big, on like the large scale level, macro level, I like everything that's going on. But there just totally. is something, and it feels Sorkin-y to me. I mean, those storylines feel like something Aaron Sorkin would have been excited about too. Like, let's talk about those. Sure. Chief, what happens if the Chief Justice blah 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 you know yeah. um so that all feels very sorkin-y to me but there there is just something about it on a smaller level like the the com- from conversation to conversation that just doesn't 
feel the same. And I can't even figure out exactly what it is. I don't know. Sometimes it feels like they're trying too hard to be quick-witted and throw in a lot of just smart and snappy lines and so that then it doesn't even feel like it doesn't even feel like a real conversation like I feel like that's what Sorkin did so well is that everything was so like obviously people don't actually talk that fast and that people are I do not (laughs) but I mean (laughs) like that that quick-witted that quickly like that's not a real Mm -hmm. thing but he made it feel so organic organic still Yeah. yeah that it seemed real so like this is a little bit manufactured yeah i feel like i feel like they've lost that a little bit but overall i I still liked the episode and what they're doing so i still feel like this is i feel like this is still closer though if there were like a uh, a dartboard that we were all throwing (laughs) at trying to get back to true north i feel like this is a little bit closer than some of the other season five episodes though at least in terms of in terms of there's you know the Josh thing and being sick, I feel like he really did add some levity that we have been sorely missing. He was like the if we're going back to the cookie analogy, he was like the little baking soda in this cookie, and I feel like it may not have been enough to balance out kind of the heaviness of what was going on, but I still it did feel closer to yeah. Can, can you say canon? I, I agree it did that. feel closer to canon closer. than others. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. I think it felt closer, I guess. Just the fact that I liked the storyline so much, in my head, I was sort of thinking, oh, I can't even imagine what Aaron Sorkin would have done with this. You, you know what I mean? I don't know. And I that think... sounds so terrible, but like, I feel like he could have brought an extra level of tension or something. But uh, it sounds yeah. like I didn't like the episode, and I did. I enjoyed this episode. So, I don't yeah. know. It was just an observation. If you're ever looking for a new way to waste time, which I know we're all looking for that, just try falling down the IMDb comment message boards about the West Wing. There's a lot of very interesting opinions there. And just it's as so an funny. aside, from, it's it's super interesting because I saw multiple people saying that they skip in Excelsis Deo and Shibboleth. And so what? basically I had to stop. I just had to stop reading it because I was starting to see red. And then Those another person- opinions are invalid <laughs> invalid you can't and talk then another... to me about the west wing if you but haven't then... seen seen those episodes <laughs> no well they know it's that they've seen it and they choose to skip it and it's oh oh because it's, it's too sad i thought you meant they just didn't like them and or no I don't they know. don't I don't know. okay no, no no for whatever reason you shouldn't skip those and then someone else actually posted that they skip between six to seven episodes per season and they like listed which ones and i'm like at what point know. you're just not I just stop. I don't. You shouldn't be watching. That's what show. I think, and I totally, you know, Janelle said this when we interviewed her. She we asked about season five a little bit, and she she said something about like I just don't feel like you're a fan if you just like really hate it and write it off. And I do kind of feel that way to an extent. Like, yeah, we can we can pick apart everything that's different and doesn't feel quite right and all that stuff. But I don't know. I just feel like I guess I just feel sort of protective of it because I'm like. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin's gone, but it's still all of these wonderful actors. And, like, oh. I, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, um, Ashland has the line in this episode about even on my worst day, I'm better than the amped up ambulance chasers you can get confirmed by the Senate. Yes. And that's sort of how I feel about season five <laughs> of The West Wing. I'm nice. like, yeah, okay, it's not, it's not, and we've said this before on the podcast, it's not the best that the West Wing can be or it ever was at all. Season five is definitely the lower point, 
but it's still good. I just, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't grade as harshly as some other people, but I've heard lots of people who are like, I can't even watch season five. It's so terrible. I just, oh, I can't even watch it. I'm just like, I just don't get that. I don't get that yeah. mindset. I don't get how you can really love the show and just ignore an entire season. Yeah, that would be super strange. So, I don't well, know, but to so, each his own. Yeah, they can have their opinions, and if you guys really feel like wasting time, you can go read their opinions. Or, <laughs> unless that's you, in which case, thank you for adding uh, your commentary to this episode. <laughs> um, I did actually, I did like Josh's whole being sick thing. I thought yep. uh, there, there was a funny little exchange with Donna when they're talking about how many pills he should take. No, nothing natural. I need the industrial strength, full throttle, Roto-Rooter stuff. You're only supposed to take one. Stay away from heavy machinery. Fortunately, Pa and I brought in the last of the winter wheat yesterday, so I don't have to operate the combine. So that was yeah. funny. But honestly, him being benched for this long, I, it just it's so maddening because... Like, it's, and it's not a slight against Angela Blake. It's just the fact that, like, she's negotiating the budget and they're getting kicked around left and right by Halfley and the Republicans and they're just folding at every juncture. Like, they're completely yeah. at their mercy. And it's just like, get, put Josh back in the room. Like, they want <laughs> a 50% decrease in cap gains tax. Are you crazy? Yeah. Here is what I like about it. I like that because when it all went down and when Leo was so mad at him and so like nobody wants you here and we went through all of that thing I know it is frustrating to see him benched for this long but I'm glad they sort of followed through with it I'm glad that like it didn't just immediately go away like remember in the pilot when they were like potentially talking about firing him and then there was like no recourse for that and of course it was just the pilot like we didn't want to drag that on I guess but like I was glad that they sort of finished or, or kept that going. It's the same way I felt about, um, like, Noel. The episode Noel. I like that we kept talking about Josh being shot down the road. And I feel kind of like that about this storyline. And I also like that it sort of ties into President Bartlett. So it feels like that's a continuation. And then it feels like the President Bartlett, which we haven't gotten to yet, but the end line, then shut it down. Mm. That feels it feels finally to me like we're getting the let Bartlett be Bartlett moment that we've been talking about yeah. forever. It's been it's been a long time coming. Yeah. That let Bartlett be Bartlett moment. Yeah, we'll get to that yeah. uh, eventually. Okay, yeah, plenty to say about that. But I liked, yeah. I sort of liked the, the imagery of like Josh being sick and sidelined. Like it just, I don't know, something about it in this episode felt good, felt not good, but I liked him pushing Donna to go to the meetings. Like, yeah. I just, I liked watch. It's a different side of Josh. We've so often get the gung ho Josh, so it's kind of yeah. I don't know. I like watching Bradley Whitford act it. I think it's, I think it's interesting. I don't know. He's a little bit more feeble, and yeah. So Donna ends <laughs> up in in the budget negotiations. Yeah. There was a uh, there was a funny uh, exchange with Margaret and Josh, which it, for whatever reason, it takes a lot for me to laugh out loud. But for whatever reason, it just hit me this afternoon as so funny. Um, it's where he says, like, flat glass. Excellent. I'll, I'll play it. The president's Osaka remarks on opening Japan's microchip market and complaining about autos and flat glass. Flat glass. Excellent. It's a new thing I'm doing. Kind of a positive attitude. Um, I just felt like we could use that in the way that we use, hey, how you doing, Dalai Lama? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anytime I, Margaret, anytime I don't know what to say, I'm just going to say flat glass. Excellent. <laughs> um, Margaret and Leo had a cute scene too in this one where, or not a cute scene, but just a tiny moment where they're talking about Toby breaking the mug yes. or something. And Margaret's like, it was a ceramic hippo. And the way Leo <laughs> looks at her when that happens, that's and she what just we walks should, straight we out. Definitely Instagram a screenshot of that for this episode because. It's such, it takes like less than a second. And Leo, just the way Leo looks at Margaret when she says things, it's just like, why are you and, employed here? I know. But That's I did love, the look on his face. I did, I did love Leo's line after that, which I'll probably drop into. Yeah. Just the, the hippo gate thing I thought was pretty hilarious. Yeah. yeah that was funny. Uh, so Toby's been breaking things, which is what Toby does when he gets angry. Hence the yeah. pink ball, which I'm looking at right now. Uh, me too. Don't hate me. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and Will's there. Ugh, I was annoyed with Will in oh, this one. Oh, somebody mentioned that on Twitter, and I thought it was a great point. Um, I don't know who it was, and I can't use my phone now, but uh, somebody said on Twitter that, like, we never saw the vice president's staff before, and now Will is there every time we turn around. And I so That's agree true. with that. I think it's a weird – I wonder what they're, like – their, like, game plan was in writing him out if he still is going to be around. It just feels odd because it is. Like, wait, why, why are you here all the time? If you, Why did we send you to the vice president? I mean, I know it. I wonder if they had, like, the next three seasons in mind when they did that. Maybe. You know? They might have maybe. walked I mean, in with the, the long game yeah. in, in mind. <clears> but, yeah, I agree. It just felt like we've gotten – we haven't had enough time with him recently. I mean, he already switched teams. So yeah. I'm already viewing him through that lens. We haven't had enough, like, good moments with him that when we have moments with him yeah. now, I'm like, okay, I'm with Toby on this one. Like, what are you, do- what are you doing here? What are you, yeah. you know? And he's like, yeah. I already got over the flu. And it's clearly not because he had the flu. But I do like Toby being annoyed pretty much any time. So I didn't <laughs> mind it so much with Will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I Yeah. I, I like, yeah, I like watching Toby and Will together. I like their animosity they're butting heads but it is just sort of like I, I don't know I just don't know why they they we went to so much trouble to get him not so much trouble but like Toby really stood up for him and and got yeah. him on board and all that jazz and now boom gone like yeah you don't not gone uh, but you know I don't know you don't it's go weird. to the minor leagues will <laughs> yeah. will Bailey don't do yeah. it can we so then talk Toby about the fact though this is completely I, I'm about to change topics totally so I hope that doesn't derail you too much but it bothered me throughout the episode that they named the reporter Diane Mathers because like I don't know if I because I just kept thinking first of all like Diane Sawyer and then Dan Rather like I don't know it just felt yeah. like we couldn't have come up with a, <laughs> a totally different name it it really felt like a tribute to Dan Rather's just totally I mean, I yeah, know Diane. Yeah, like a hybrid. A, yeah, it it was. I was just like, like this, just because they're. I'm not used to the West Wing making like that sort of. And I don't know that it was intentional, but it sounded probably. I don't know, unintentional. You know? Right, like the like in the in the episode. Oh man, with Doctor what's her name? That's like Doctor Laura. Like uh-huh. even when they did that, and we knew it was modeled after sort of a real person when it was happening they didn't like name her the exact same thing i don't know it wasn't dr mora yeah yeah yeah. it just felt a little odd it's like on seinfeld when there's a bizarre world like it's literally we just added a 
I or like a Diane and then changed it to Matherson. I don't know. It's like, weird. What's a very reporter sounding name? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Maybe yeah, that's um, just me, but. <laughs> There was a stray observation that I had that was bothersome to me that uh, it felt like I was I was really worried that actors weren't going to find their light in some of these scenes. <laughs> there was this. Th- I'm serious. There was a scene with Joe and and Toby in his office, yeah. and 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 all of Joe's face was not in the light, which yeah. I was like, oh man, they that was, I would have probably reshot that if I were them and said like, there can I get few... one more take where you just like inch in one more inch. Yeah, there were a few episodes, I mean, a few scenes that I felt like that. What's strange Super is dark. that that the West Wing is so, like, I love the lighting in the West Wing. So, like, it, I don't know if they're just, like, trying to keep that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. I noticed that, too. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's fine. I just felt like there were a couple scenes where he almost wasn't in his light at all. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it was very dramatic. So, mm-hmm. Toby, let's talk about Toby and... Yeah. And Joe, for that matter, since yeah. they're really, I love so much about, I mean, at the top of the episode, Toby's reinvigorated and CJ even says like, you're happy. Like, why are you happy? Yeah. What is that experience for you? Um, but he's reinvigorated at the prospect of getting to appoint a new chief justice, despite all yeah. that's going wrong with the budget negotiations, which you know that that is going to fall apart and they're not going to be able to appoint him or there's going to be some roadblocks right but i loved uh what toby was saying to joe about it like if roy ashland were a religion i'd convert i loved that yeah um and uh, yeah matthew perry well well deserved nomination for this i think yeah he was great i (laughs) i liked i don't know i just i liked watching him sort of the scene with them outside the hospital and or in the scene Mm. with him in the hospital looking at Ashland, like the, just watching him sort of grapple with it and like deal with yeah. that. Like, and then choosing about, to lie to Toby. Yeah. And that, because he feels so, what I imagine is that he feels so protective of it. Like he's like, this is this, mm. you know, giant of a man and he's in this hospital bed and he's not dead yet. And you're trying to push him. Like, I feel like I do see, we talk about this all the time, but I do see both sides of it. I see what Matthew Perry is struggling with. I see the logic, obviously, of Toby's of Toby and the whole White House's stance on it. But watching watching Joe Quincy come in and deal with it from a an emotional standpoint was just so right. interesting. Like of like, mm-hmm. let's not strip this man of this one thing. You know, it's a lifetime appointment, and I just yeah, I thought that was interesting. And then and then. I mean, not to just leave them behind, but then wrapping that up with Ashland and President Bartlett in the Oval Office was yeah. just <laughs> phenomenal. I just loved it. I loved it. I loved him saying, my God, Jed, you look terrible. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> this man who's like on his deathbed and he comes and yeah. tells Bartlett And he calls that. him Jed. Yeah. Yeah. And he calls yeah, him Jed and- death. Yeah, and it's a very uh, specific person that's able to say that to the president and have him react the way he did. You know, it wasn't the you know President Bartlett didn't get his, he didn't get offended. It didn't get him up in arms. You know, like he just yeah. he took what he was saying. He even said like, "You're not strong enough." The speaker is running the table, which is exactly yep. true. Yep. And it took somebody like Ashland to be able to like say that to Bartlett. Yeah. yeah. Let's can we also talk about Leo and all this because I it's 
his response throughout the whole episode is so kind of strange to me because we're getting he's getting pushed back from josh he's getting pushed back from toby you know like we gave away college tuition for nothing and his response is sort of like ambivalent yeah that that might not be the right word but no like just it lacks a certain luster they're just folding right and left (laughs) and he's in denial in the recent in recent episodes leo's been you know we talked about how He's been over the top and just trying to hold things together. And this feels like yeah. a totally different Leo. This feels he, like He's a, just not acknowledging any of it. It's like yeah. if, if Toby says something difficult, then, then he only responds with, hey, good job on this other thing. And it's like, yeah. where, where are you in all this? Like, yeah. what? I don't know what you're feeling. Yeah. So well, I just wasn't well. sure Leo. But so all that being said, it was good to have Ashlyn come and serve it up, speak yeah. the truth, which... Yeah. Uh, Got we'll Bartlett all riled up for yeah, going we'll... into this budget meeting. Yeah. So aside from that, oh, I did really like the moment with um with Ashland and Joe, where he said, "I think it's time we call each other by our first names." And he says, yeah. "Yes, sir, Mr. Chief Justice," which yeah. might make him my MVP on that one. <laughs> I liked when they're standing in the White House afterwards, and Toby says, "Thank you," and Joe Joe Quincy says, "I didn't do it for you." I like that. <laughs> I like, I don't know. I like. I mean, because obviously I love Toby, but there was a little something about Joe Quincy sort of, he he came around to, to their side of it, but at the same time he was like, but it wasn't for you. Don't, don't pat yourself on the back. I didn't do you a favor. I did what I thought was right. And I sort of yeah. applaud him for that. Well, let's, well, I guess let's talk about other things so we can get to the ending, but the Zoe thing. Eh, yeah. Okay. She goes I, to do an interview. Yeah. It was kind of a non-event. It was kind of a non-event. I liked the scene with uh, Dr. Bartlett and CJ. I liked her telling her, you know, you raised in a great woman and we miss you around here. I thought that was nice. And I like, again, that we're not just forgetting about the storyline. Like, I like that we're still dealing with the aftermath of things. Cause I just hate in shows when huge events happen and then everyone acts like they never happened. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that. But the actual interview itself did feel sort of anticlimactic, like nothing, like it was just, yeah, I don't know. It, it like felt like what a new lot information did for we like get? Non-event, yeah, yeah. The uh, the I think the most we got out of it is that Charlie was trying to give Zoe a, a CD of Macy Gray, which is fitting because when Zoe tries to say goodbye to Charlie, she chokes, and when she tries to walk <laughs> oh, away, she stumbles. Oh. Yep, oh. her world crumbles when he's not oh, there. You know no. it, Sally. You know it. But honestly, other than that, what do we get? We get Abby admitting to CJ that she told Jed not to come. Yeah. But we all knew that anyway. So we didn't yeah. really need to see that happen. But anyway, that's what happened with Zoe in yeah. this episode. Yeah. Elizabeth Moss was fine. It was just kind of like you're waiting oh, for Oh, yeah. She's wondering. I mean, yeah. I thought I – thought I, I always hesitate to say that I thought any part of the writing was not great, but I thought the interview, the writing of the interview was a little lackluster, but I thought Elizabeth Moss did a great job of delivering You didn't the like lines. the helped help? You didn't like the help yeah. helped? Yeah. <laughs> uh, help, help I don't know. Helped. I thought she did very well with what she was given. <laughs> That's not true. that I'm an expert, so I mean, my opinion means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um, moving on yeah should we talk about halfly in the in the ending yeah so i 
Okay, so, like, I know we're supposed to hate Halfley, and I do hate Halfley. Good, because I do, too. No, I, yeah, I really do hate him, but I sort of hate that I hate him, and I mentioned this before when he was in an episode, but I just, I, I, I like when they have Republicans that I, like, don't hate. <laughs> so I hate that he is sort of this punk caricature of, you know, like, I wish he was a little, like, a little bit more nuanced, but... I, he's mm. not. I just hate him. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just hate him. I just feel like usually I feel, I don't know, I like I have more complicated feelings about the characters, and it's rare that there's a character that I just, I just don't, I just hate him. I just, he drives me up the wall. So. Gosh. Well. There's, I'm so sick of Congress I could vomit is kind of how I feel. Um, Yeah. I just said, like, gosh, uh, Halfley shows up. Oh, man, it's about to get real, guys. And then I just wrote, gosh, I hate Halfley. Um, and then he even yeah. says, isn't he's, like, explaining to the president, who is a Nobel Prize winning economist, it's an yeah. economic crisis that calls for action. And I'm like, oh, Ugh. you better sit down, son. Right? And, he, and then he has the audacity to say, like, my guys have already gone home. So, <laughs> and he's, he is in complete control. And so... Yeah. If ever there was a moment that we needed Bartlett to be Bartlett, it, yep. it is this one. So What I liked was how understated President Bartlett was in this scene. Like, he doesn't... Until that it's moment. Not, right, until that moment. But even that moment is just, he just stands up and says, then shut it down. He says, and I said no, then shut it down. Like, those are his two lines. Well, like, he's not... That's true. I don't know. He's not getting... Because he, you're right. Like, here's this punk kid giving the president a, a lesson... And about the shutdown and the president is yeah. he's just very short he's very composed but he is not having it and i sort of i like that that's yeah, how finally. it was played yeah well so. yeah I, in terms of his acting that is exactly how it was played i guess i was just kind of caught up in the moment where it turned into oh yeah csi do do like the little <laughs> sound effects oh. at the end then shut it down But, it got really uh, dramatic. Can we, um, can we talk about the shaky cam? The just like back and forth. Did you notice that between no. President Bartlett and Halfley? It's like just shaky cam shots. The whole last few minutes are just shots. <laughs> it went a little Blair Witch for you. Super, yeah, like super close up, <laughs> super shaky. Because if you're I'm super so close scared. up, you notice the shaky a lot more. And I don't think I've ever said shaky this many times in a 30 second interval. But, but was it was it? Shaky I did or? not enjoy that. I did not feel like that was necessary in this scene but you know again I, but i'm not you know a director or an editor or a cameraman or anything involved i love in how we process. immediately recant what we say just in case people criticize us. every time i <laughs> criticize any because because my immediate reaction is but it's still so much better than anything i could do so like i don't yeah, want to criticize anything yeah Oh well, <laughs> it's, it's, the West Wing's like a mansion, and my version of it, of it would be like a popsicle stick birdhouse. <laughs> so don't worry oh, about it, guys. Wait, one thing I just saw in my notes that I forgot to talk about was well, two things Donna. with the Josh and Donna storyline. Yeah, yeah. One is when they when they're sort of going at it, and and Ooh. Donna is like, you know, the hand she was dealt, and Josh is like, are you saying it was me? Oh, he whispers so, it. Oh. oh, yeah, it was. It was so sincere and painful that yeah. line, yeah. And it's it's crazy because Angela asks Donna how she feels like the government is doing, and then Donna speaks up, and Angela says like, "Why 
have you told Josh this? And no, she hasn't because Donna yeah. downplays and she hides her greatness. And then yeah. she it chooses to exercise it in the most tense moment. Yeah. Like, mm, uh. why don't you tell him what you feel about policy and maybe not about <laughs> the person that yeah. usurped his power in front of them? That was the other scene I was going to mention was the was Angela Blake asking her that, like, have you told Josh this? First of all, they cut that really weird, which hears me just criticizing more of the TV making. <laughs> what else? But it was like, uh-huh. she says, have you told Josh that? And we see Donna. We don't even see her for like a full beat. And then there's like some movement. And then if the scene's cut. I don't know. It was just odd. You should, you know everybody what it, should go back and watch it. And it was odd. It felt, it felt exactly like when Amy Gardner asked if she was in love with Josh. Yeah. It felt the same thing where they just cut to her and then they cut away to try to like underline it or highlight it. And I think it it all plays together because Donna is holding back. She's not telling the full 100% truth to Josh, Mm -hmm. which, you know, it's hard to navigate when you're the assistant. But yeah, especially because he's been on the ropes. So yeah, yeah, a little bit painful. Josh and Donna Um, on this one. Small other things. One there's a Starbucks cup in the Oval Office at one point. Did you notice really? this? Yes. No. Like, very blatant Starbucks logo right next to Toby. And it felt like, wow. have we, do we do product placement? Maybe I just <laughs> missed it for five I, seasons. I, no. I, right? I was, no, I was no a little way. thrown off by that. We'll have to do some it, research. You guys let us know. I just don't remember any, anything like that. I mean, maybe we've seen my, like a. Pepsi, I don't even know. I don't even think. Oh man, I don't know. Listeners, let us know. Yeah, <laughs> I was just I, maybe think. it's just the first time I noticed it, and I was so caught off guard by it. But I was like, oh, there's a Starbucks cup with the logo right there. Wow, that's weird. It, it reminds me of Wayne's World, where they've got all that product placement. That's probably <laughs> my favorite scene ever. Which another tie into the West Wing because Rob Lowe, you forget yep. that he was in all of those crazy movies. <laughs> Also, the one line with the president where he said, this was so cheesy, but for whatever reason, I really loved it, where he said, it's going to be a brisk 42 degrees, time to break out that Irish fishing sweater that CJ (laughs) says makes me look like an Irish fisherman. Like, that is the cheesiest joke in the world, but it feels like Bartlett to me, and I enjoyed it. I really did. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) No, it's it's quite all right. I thought it was, I thought it was cute. The only other thing that I had down in my notes that I'd probably feel I'd be remiss not to say is that I've, and this is probably me just fangirling sort of, is that I, to Richard Schiff, I feel like I, I was listening to some of his um, his scenes with Joe, mm-hmm. and I felt like there were times when the text could have been really dry, where it sounded like mm-hmm. the text was really procedural, but because of the way he acted it he completely elevated it like his dynamics it just felt like he raises it up he brings it back down he punctuates it i just feel like he really he brings it to life so yeah uh, there you You know and that's how i feel about all of all of season five like even the parts that you just don't feel like have as much punch or do whatever it's just it's still interesting to watch this cast do what mm. they can do. You know They're what I mean? Working. Maybe that sounds yep. too like, yeah, maybe that sounds too fangirly too. But like, it just, I don't know, just watching them, like you're saying, turn simpler lines and turn this situation that's not that great into something that is is still great. Like, I don't know. I just, I think it's interesting. Yeah, know. keep 
Keep going, guys. You got it. <laughs> the only other Except thing, for- too, I keep thinking that I am done, but I loved – we talked about this um, in in 20 Hours in America when this originally happens, when he, they meet the guy in the bar. That is 20 Hours in America, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. We talked about how later somebody references and says if his daughter needed braces, would Josh and Toby have come up with a plan for universal orthodontia? And I think that's such a great point. I'm glad that they put that in there. And I think it's interesting of them to sort of point at this and be like, hey, this – not this storyline was kind of crazy, but like, hey, it's it's kind of crazy that you just met a guy in a bar and now you're basing all of your <laughs> your policy around it sort of. So I like that they called that out. Yep. That's I mean, all I'm done, and they, I promise. That, that's, that's totally fine. Yep, all valid points. All very valid. We all hate Halfley. Yeah. Everything is shut down. Separation shut of powers. Down. That's how you should shut end it. the podcast. Let's shut pop it. that in there. Very last. Shut, shut it, it down. down. And I want to have like a record scratch. <laughs> um, or whatever terrible sound effect they had. Yeah. And they had the dramatic. Is it CSI? The or dramatic it, thunder oh, the and order. lightning. Law and order. Ugh. The dun, yeah, dun. that's what I'm like. Boom, boom. Um, no, uh, got to keep them separated. What is your what is who is your MVP on this one? I kind of okay. I really like. I really want to vote for Joe Quincy, just because. Okay. But I also kind of feel like Donna in this episode. I'm. Ooh. I like that she like starts throwing some punches. So can I do a half vote? I'm going to do a half vote for both. <laughs> I, I guess so. Apparently, yeah. We Apparently make the it's rules. like a two scoop of ice cream thing. Yeah. <laughs> have one scoop of Donna and one scoop of Joe. Although, why don't you just give a full one to Donna? Okay. And, well, then, no, what I'll give... do is I'll give half to Josh and half to Joe. Okay, so... cool. So, Joe gets a whole vote. Great. This is yeah. great. Works out great. <laughs> yeah. Totally fine. Okay, okay, well, uh, we are moving right along. We have two more episodes until our 100th episode. If we were a TV show, we would have, like, guest stars and a sleeps cake. and a cake. Maybe we'll... We would for well, sure have I a think cake. what we should, for our, our 100th episode, I think we should do a walk and talk where we're both on treadmills throughout the recording eating cake. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. I feel like it's a great idea. No, no Sally... Improv is based on the principle of yes and. There's no no involved. That's why I don't do improv. Just yes and yourself to some cake and a walk and talk. We'll talk about it. (laughs) All right. If you guys have questions, comments, thoughts about this episode or any other episode or anything West Wing related, send it to us at thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us. Find us on Instagram or Facebook at wingingitpod. And there you go. Next episode is the shutdown. Surprise. Yes. Spoiler. We'll, well, okay, yeah, I know. Catch ya. Catch ya. Shut it down. Then shut it down.